Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome testimonies and awesome worship. If you guys can just do something for me, just stand to your feet. Connect with someone. I believe we're in very transitional times. Um, you know, our country is in transition. The church is in transition. Your ministry may be in transition. Relationships in your life is in transition. And all of creation, they move in transition pre-wired, but when it comes to us human beings, we have to choose transition. And the thing about pre-transition, it offers the illusion of stability. But stability comes in transitioning where the Lord tells you to go. The scripture comes to my mind that out of the mouth of God, that every, every man doesn't live off bread alone, but off, out of the word of God that proceeds out his mouth. And the way I look at that is stability doesn't come from created things, it comes from the creator. And sometimes we can allow the resources we acquired and the, the platforms and the relationships to get us comfortable to the degree we don't feel like we need to transition. And transition is scary because it requires you to be vulnerable again. Lord knows we don't like being vulnerable. It requires us to be uncomfortable again. It requires us to leave platforms that once validated us, and now we gotta step in new platforms where we may not get the previous validation. So transition is tough. But hear, hear what I'm saying. If we're gonna be destiny people, we gotta be transitional people. The song, the first song of worship was glory to glory which means glory is to manifest the finished works of Jesus Christ in your life. In order for the, us to go from glory to glory, we have to go from one level of transition to another level of transition. You don't get the glory without transition. Amen? And you just think about it. If, if it was only summer, how it would mess up the ecosystem of the world. If it was only fall, if it was only winter, if it was only spring, it would mess up God's way of stabilizing all of creation. And if you stay in one season, you're messing up the process to how God stabilizes you in Him. You gotta go from a caterpillar to a butterfly. You gotta go from being fed to being the feeder. You gotta go from being a baby to an adult. You gotta go from being an employee to a business owner. All of us are in transition. We gotta go from being the religious church to the church full of God and full of the Spirit. We gotta go from playing the background to now leading conversations. We got to go from being the victim to now becoming the victor. We got to go from choosing battles to now being peaceful. Transition is all around us. And I, I strongly feel in my spirit that many of you guys are in transition. And when Eric asked me to come and minister, I felt very strong that the Lord wanted to see you guys transition. He is moving, but are you responding? We don't want to be like the children of Israel who stayed in a 40-year wilderness when it was only an 11-day journey. Tell your neighbor, it's time to transition. Tell your other neighbor, it is time to transition. Amen. So grab your neighbor's hand or connect with them. Father, we just thank you. We ask that you would infuse this atmosphere with courage. Allow us to be vulnerable again. Allow us to trust in the process, let us go from being that butterfly to consecrating ourselves into that cocoon and transitioning into that butterfly. 
Let us not be stuck in pre-transition illusion of stability. God, I pray that you would give us the wisdom and insight into when you are telling us to move, relationships you are telling us to let go. We do not want you to pour new wine in old wineskins. Help us to let go of the old and transition into the new. God, I pray that you would speak to every young adult in this chapel. I pray that you would show them the relationships that they need to transition out of, the jobs, the ministry, certain circumstances and situations. Lord, let us be people of transition. All of creation is a revelation of who you are. All of creation transitions. Father, allow us to transition into that metamorphous stage to become whatever it is that you are calling us to become. I pray that you would speak to the them that they're becoming. I pray that you would speak behind the words that I would speak. I pray that you would show them specifically in areas of their life that it's time to transition in. I pray, Father, those that have been stale and stagnant in seasons, that this word will resuscitate them back to hearing your voice. I pray that you would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we would know the hope that is in our calling in Christ Jesus. I pray that we would know the depth, the length, the width, the height that surpasses all understanding, that you can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever ask, think, or imagine. I pray that we will not be like the rich ruler who was stuck on rewards when God wanted relationship. I pray, Father, that we will transition. Mantles are being placed upon us. Opportunities and anointing has been imparted upon us. Allow us to not stay in a season that you're no longer in. Help us to identify old seasons and show us new seasons. Transition us from Jacob to Israel. Transition us from Abram to Abraham. Transition us from old to new. I thank you that there's greater works that you want us to do, and the only way we can step into the greater works is when we transition with you. And we thank you for it being done right now. And we all say, amen, amen. Tell your neighbor, transition. We can just stay right there. No, you're good, you're good. Ecclesiastics 3 and 1. It says, to everything there is a season a time for every purpose under heaven. Everyone say seasons. Say seasons, tell your neighbor seasons. We gotta be sensitive to the seasons that we're in because we can be staying in a season that God has called us out of. And then we can be mad that we're not seeing the manifestation of prayers and promises and we're not acquiring opportunities and platforms and it could be because we're stuck in a season that does not have what it takes to get us to where we wanna go. Amen. I believe that this message will challenge you. I am going to be straightforward. Hopefully I can bring some simplicity to maybe some hard topics. And I want to give us six things that we need to know about transition and six things we need to do concerning transition. Amen. Am I speaking to any destiny people in here? Are you guys hungry for purpose and destiny? Amen. God is a destiny God, and he has an awesome plan for you. And check this out in Genesis 12, verse 1 through 4. It says, Now the Lord has said unto Abram, 
Get thee out of thy country. Everyone say, get thee out of that familiar place. Oh, Abraham, or Abram was comfortable and he was familiar in a land that he, has, that he was known in. The plan and destiny that was on Abram's life to become Abraham, to become a father of many nations, required him to leave a season that he was totally content in. He knew his dad. He knew his father. But God says, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. Some of us are asking, Lord, where's my spouse? What's my purpose? What's the next level? And check this out. You do not get the next level revealed until you start moving into the transition God called you to move into. You're waiting on God to reveal himself, but God reveals himself in the forward progress of faith in him. Amen. And it says right here, and I will make thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless them that bless thee, curse him that curse thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed. Everyone say departed. Say transitioned. As the Lord had spoken unto him. God is speaking, but are you listening? Tell your neighbor, are you listening? Tell your other neighbor, are you listening? Are you only want to listen to things that are comfortable? Are you only want to listen to things that make sense? Sometimes the miraculous is connected to the ridiculous. It didn't make sense to leave his father house that he had known and go into a land that God will show him. God gave Noah the whole 40-year plan, but he gave Abraham just a step. He may not always use planning to speak to you. He may just give you a step. Especially if you're someone who likes to be in control. Oh, I'm speaking to somebody in here. When we like to be in control, we need all the steps calculated before we move. But check this out. If you're a planner, God is going to give you a step. But if you're spontaneous, God is going to give you a plan. <laughs> Hear me out on that one. If you're a planner, God may give you a step. If you're spontaneous, God may give you the plan. Because he never wants you to think that you have found him out and has identified the coordinates to his presence just when you think you've located God God will tell you to do something that you didn't factor that he would tell you to do because he does not want you to get comfortable in what you think you know of him but he wants you to walk in transition and you constantly knowing him amen come on we can clap for that thank you so everyone say transition transition helps us to become the change that God wants us to be. There's, there's four things, or not four things, but there is four stages before I get to the six things that you need to know and do about transition. And number one, in transition, you first need to make a decision. Everyone say decision. There is something extremely powerful about a made-up mind. Amen. You need to make a decision that when the Lord speaks, you will move. You won't try to get someone holy and godly to see if, you know, God, is this you? Some, you know, sometimes we'll look to people to confirm something that the Lord already confirmed, confirmed like four or five times. Amen. And the next step of the next season after decision comes transition. Once you make the decision to move, once Ab Abram made the decision that he will follow God in a land that he didn't know, transition took place. The process to becoming Abraham took place. Everyone say there's a process. The process is to help you become what God has called you to become. Without the process, you won't evolve and you won't Transition, transition into whatever God has called you to be. 
And after transition, then the transformation place, transformation takes place. Then the change happens. Everyone say, then the change. But one thing that I noticed in Abraham, before Abraham was Abraham, God called him Abraham before he made the full transformation. Meaning God will speak to the you you're becoming before you become it. But then you have to solidify what you become by acting on what the Lord told you to do. So God called Abram Abraham before he sacrificed an Isaac in faith that he was going to sacrifice his Isaac. God will call you holy. He will call you virtuous. He will call you what you need to become before you become it. But then you have to secure what he called you by acting in faith and doing what he asked you to do. Amen. God is speaking to you, not the you you're at right now. He's speaking to the you that he needs you to become for destiny. But even though he calls you something before you be it, you then get an opportunity to be it, and that's when you become it. Oh, Jesus, I'm preaching right now. <laughs> you become what God has called you to be when you act in a way of what the Lord wants you to act in. Amen. God says, sacrifice your Isaac. And when he sacrificed his Isaac, the Lord was like, don't worry about it. I made provisions. Here is a ram. I just wanted to see if you were going to move when I told you to move. I just wanted to see if you were going to transition when I asked you to transition. Amen. Many of you guys know what you're called to be, but have you act in alignment to what you've called to be? Amen. But before I got married, I started acting like a husband. Before I became a businessman, I started making business plans. Before I became a pastor, I started preaching in the mirror. You have to act and, 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 and plan and step into what you've been called to be before you be it in Jesus' name. Amen. The highest form of faith is preparation. If you're not preparing for what you believe, then you really don't believe it. Amen. If you're not preparing for what you believe, you don't really believe it. Amen? I believe what God says, and I show the fruit of believing that by preparing for it to happen. So, Joshua 1, 1 and 3. We're going to get into the media of this stuff. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. It says, after the death of Moses. Everyone say, after the death of Moses. The servant of the Lord came to pass, excuse me, after the death of Moses, servant of the Lord, it came to pass, the Lord spoke to Joshua. Here it is, God spoke before transition took place. Meaning, in order to transition smoothly, I need to have a strong relationship with the Lord. Because you can't hear when God is telling you to move if you don't spend time with God. And it says right here, it, it, it says, uh, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, you got to understand something. After the death of Moses, then it says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Why did God, or why did the writer write it twice? Because I'm, in, in, in my understanding, I, I can believe that Joshua was probably mourning and grieving to the place that he was stagnant, not moving. God was like, look, Moses is dead. It's time to get up. It's time to move on. It's time to transition. Amen. Some of us are grieving over dead things and we can't step into new things. Samuel grieved over Saul. And while he was grieving over Saul, God had a David planned. Some of you guys are grieving over a relationship, grieving over a job, grieving over something that God has something better in store for you. My, the word that I feel like the Lord is saying is, with dead, let it be dead so that God can reveal some new things into you. God wants to bring some new things 
But you got to let go of the old before you can step into the new. God was telling Joshua, Moses is dead. There's nothing you can do about it. Now you need to consecrate yourself and the people in order to cross over to the Jordan River. Amen. We want to cross over, but we still want to mourn over things that are in the past. If you keep mourning over what's in the past, you won't step into the present. You won't step into the future. You won't step into your destiny. Yeah, there is a time for grieving. Yeah, there is a time for mourning. But at some place, the mourning and grieving cannot keep us paralyzed to move into the season that God has for us. Moses was a follower of, uh, excuse me, Joshua was a follower of Moses, and God was like, Moses is dead. Now that you followed, it's time for you to leave. You are not a follower no more. You are a leader. You're not second in command. You're numero uno in Jesus' name. Now you need to stop grieving over something that is in the past. Tell your neighbor, let the past go. Because the present is, the present and the future is so beautiful. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Arise out of your drunken stupor. Arise out of that place of stagnation in Jesus name it's time to stand up and transition and move where the Lord is telling you to move and he says right here every every place that the sole of your feet excuse me and all of this people in the land which I'm giving to them the children of Israel every place the sole of your feet your foot will tread upon I have given you as I said to Moses God can't give you until you move and transition. You're waiting on God to move, and God is waiting on you to move. This is, this is a finished work. When Christ died on the cross, he said it was finished. That means your husband is finished, your wife is finished, your provision is finished, your solution is finished. The Lord is just waiting on you. Amen. This is a finished work. We, we operate under grace. Grace in, in, in the finished work is there's something God has already done, but he created me to start it. He created me to start a finished work. He created me to move into his finished works. So while I'm standing still and while I'm waiting on God, God is like, I'm waiting on you. Because Jesus already got everything for us, and now you need to set your mind on things above. And then when you set your mind on things above, you will begin to be imparted into your spirit what already belongs to you, and you'll start moving by faith. Amen? And it says right here, Joshua 3 and 5. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourself. Everyone say sanctify. Say, grown and sanctified. No, I'm just like, <laughs> sanctify yourself. Check it out. That is separate yourself for a special holy person. Sanctify yourself from the past. Separate yourself from relationship that God told you to leave from. Separate yourself from dead things. It's time, and when you separate and you consecrate, it's not necessarily about separating from as much as it is about separating to. I'm not, I'm not necessarily leaving something. I'm more cleaving to something. Oh, Jesus. I felt heaven on that one. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. We're going to have a breakthrough in here. It's not about leaving as much as it is about cleaving. Amen? And, and, and God gives us the illustration of marriage. It's not about leaving as much as it is about cleaving. I'm not necessarily leaving my parents. I am to a certain degree, but I'm more so cleaving to my wife. Amen? So, so it, 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 if you're doing more leaving and less cleaving, you're leaving wrong. Amen? I don't leave a situation and be in this 
middle ground. No, I leave so I can cleave. Amen? Tell your neighbor, say, you got to leave and cleave. Don't just leave. Because if you leave and you don't cleave, you'll go back to what you left. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> if you leave without cleaving, you'll go back to what you left. That's why you go back to an old relationship, because you didn't cleave to Jesus. That's why you went back to abuse, because you didn't cleave to wholeness. That's why you went back to poverty, because you didn't cleave to prosperity. You can't leave without a cleave. It can't be a disconnection without a connection. If I'm going to disconnect from something, I better be connecting to something. Amen? If I'm disconnecting from secular music, I better be connecting to some, some, some Kennedy Rose in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> so many times in transition, this is what we do. We leave something without cleaving to someone, cleaving to God. I, I don't leave something without cleaving to something. This is, why, this is why a young lady can leave a boyfriend, don't go into community and connection, don't go into uh, uh, the church and connection, end up going back to the same dude that she knew was no good for her. Because you left without connecting. Vice versa, vice versa to a guy. This is why a guy can leave a woman that he knows may not be the best for him, but check this out, because he didn't cleave to know that there's something better, he settled for something worse. How many of us are settling for worse because we haven't cleaved to God to know what is better for our lives? Amen? And we settle, we settle in a season that we've outgrown because we're scared to step and transition into a season that we can grow into. Oh, Jesus. Oh my gosh. We settle for a season that, that, that we've outgrown because we're afraid to be vulnerable. We're afraid to get reconnected. We're afraid to step into a season that we can grow into. The season that God is calling you should be intimidating. It should scare you. It, it, it should shock you because we move from glory to glory, from faith to faith. If it don't require faith, then it ain't really a true transition. Because God don't need you to transition in something you can do. God needs you to transition in something he can only do. He reveals Christ in us, not to us. And the only way he can reveal Jesus in us is when we step in transition into what he has for us. Am I preaching to anybody in here? Six things we need to know or do in transition. I got my timer on. Cool. <laughs> number one. Everyone say number one. We need to get our lives in order. Here it is. You can't, be, you can't bring raggedy into your new season. I'm sorry. You can't bring poor character, poor integrity into your new season. Not only do you need to get your life in order, you need to get your character in order. God is not in the business of giving you platforms that your character can't sustain you in. God is not in the business of giving you relationships that integrity won't allow you to keep. We need to get our lives in order. We need to get our finances in order. We need to get our, our spiritual man or woman in order. We need to get in order. God restored 15 years to Hezekiah because he got in order. Amen. You can clap on that one. God restored him 15 years 
Lift your hands up. I believe in the name of Jesus. Once you get your life in order, God will bring a restoration. Whatever the locust and canker worm has eaten up, I declare in Jesus' name, Jubilee. I declare restoration from lost and broken things and whatever has been stolen out of your life, we call it right back in Jesus' name. Bring in opportunities again, Lord. Bring in relationships. Bring in uh, ministry engagements. Bring in uh, uh, financial opportunities and situations, Lord. We call it back in Jesus' name. Tell your neighbor, get, get your life in order. Stop coming to church with a mask, going home broken. Stop acting like you got it all together. Be vulnerable and say, I need some help in this situation. Amen. Check this out. Many people was touching Jesus, but it was only one person that received virtue from Jesus. And it, the one that received virtue from Jesus was the one that was most vulnerable to Jesus. That woman with the issue of blood, she could have been stoned because she was ceremonially unclean to the degree if someone that was a religious leader saw her who had blood and out in, 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 in a place where she shouldn't be out, he could have stoned her. But she said, if I can just touch Jesus, I don't care that I've been bleeding for 12 years. I don't care that I've been hurt. I just need a touch from Jesus. Don't care if your life is messed up. You come to the church to get better in Jesus' name. The world don't need to see people that got it together. The world need to see broken people that God has made whole in Jesus' name. You still need to have it together. <laughs> Y'all know what I meant. So you have to be vulnerable in transition. Transition is uncomfortable. It should be uncomfortable because it should require faith to move. Get your life in order. We cannot bring raggedy into the next level. You can't. You can't. You're going to be mad and stuck in a season that God has deemed you to come out of. He says, prepare thyself, make it fit, then build thy house. Preparation. Number two. Number two, ooh, this is going to hurt. Oh, Jesus. Inspect your core friends. Inspect your core friends. I cannot allow, I do not have the luxury of allowing people who only relate to the pre-transition me and not see the post-transition. I can't keep you in my core. Oh, that hurt somebody. God can't allow Core friends that only relate to the you that they knew in the past. God needs to bring core people in your life that speaks to the you you're becoming. Because you show me the voices in your life, I'll show you where you'll end up in life. And if you allow yourself to flock with people that don't see the best in you, see the God in you, see destiny upon your life, you'll stay stuck because of the voices that speak into your life. Everyone say, inspect your core. Inspect your day ones. <laughs> Everybody want to talk about how I got my day ones. Some of those day ones should have been gone at day 20. <laughs> Check this out. Check this out. Loyalty is not a fruit of the spirit. I cannot allow my loyalty to a friend to call me to be disloyal to God. No, 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 no. Satan will manipulate the, your emotions by feeling like you need to be loyal to someone that shouldn't be a core friend, but you can move them to an acquaintance. I, I'm not saying do it in a way that's like non-Christian. No, God bless you. I love you. Man, we can still do lunch or whatever, but we can no longer 
be in this connection the way you want to be connected because you see me in pre-transition. I need people who see the post-transition. Amen. Inspect your core. You got it. You, me, me and my wife, we're always taking inventory. One of the best things that has happened to us is Capital Christian Center and, 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 and other young adult ministries who can come alongside of us and do life with us. Lawyers, lawyers go to the same school of lawyers. Doctors go to the same school of doctors. Check this out. Destiny people should be going to the same school of destiny people. We should be flocking with people that see the version of us. You can sometimes be so afraid of how they may feel because you are transitioning out of them. Check this out. Sometimes, sometimes, here it is, sometimes they need to feel bad that they don't step up on a level that you need them to step up to. Check this out. Check this out. Godly sorrow leads to repentance. So if I separate from someone in an unconditional loving way, my separation might allow them to see how negative, how unhealthy they are to where they might say, you know what, God, I've been tripping. You know what? I, I haven't been walking in alignment in a way I should, and this disconnection actually hurt me. Let me get down and repent. And guess what? Just because you se separate from an old relationship don't mean God can't bring it back in another season. There's some relationships that I sever for a season only so I can be strong enough in, for destiny, and then they came back. Moses separated from Egypt because God needed Moses to relate to Egypt differently. So he, 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 he was a son of Egypt. Check this out. He was a son of Egypt, but he transitioned out of Egypt, went into his wilderness stage, and then he became a leader of Egypt. Some of you guys are staying in a season that God is calling you to step out of so you can go back and lead into. That's for somebody. Number three. Number three. Number three. You have to discover what the next level alignment is. You can't take old rhythms that you're used to moving in, not really spending time with God, not really praying, going without sex for six months, but slipping up every now and then. And again, this is not law. It's just your rhythms are still off. You, you, you still have in rhythm with destiny. You, and you keep going six months, then you fall back into your addiction. No, 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 no. You haven't learned how to rhythm out of that addiction until it's finally broken off of you. Guess what? People can be delivered, but still not be set free. Jesus has delivered us, but you choose to be set free. So we got to make sure we align ourselves with next level alignment. Next level, next level alignment requires more prayer. It requires more community time. It requires more DNA connection. It requires more worship. You, it requires more of you. But check this out. Young adults can be so, so caught up on being religious that they forgot that they should still be spiritual. We can be so focused on, oh, I don't want to look religious. Good. But at the sake of not looking religious, don't stop being spiritual. You know, I, so we be so worried about what people think that we, we, you know, I don't want to be religious and pray over my food. I don't want to be religious and, and walk in love. I don't want to be religious and speak in an atmosphere that doesn't have God infused in it. Well, God put you in that atmosphere so you can infuse it. That's not religion. That's just your lack of being spiritual. And God says it's the word that makes us spiritual. 
Don't, I'm, I'm not giving spirituality to humanism. I'm not giving spirituality to Buddhism, whatever. Spirituality belongs to Jesus. It's the word that makes it spiritual. All those other religions are spooky. That ain't spiritual. That's, re that's religion. Jesus makes it spiritual. Amen? <laughs> we can't use or trust old rhythms, our old routines to get us by. You know, when I, when I got a promotion in, job, in my job, I went from being a social emotional coordinator to a program manager, check this out. As a program manager or, or as my pre-promotion, I can arrive late 10, 15 minutes. Because I, check this out, I learned the system. Ooh. Some of y'all learned the character, some of y'all learned the personalities of your leaders and you know, oh, they not gonna really trip. You're like, ah, oh, they ain't gonna trip, they cool, they down to earth. But check this out. Why not be on time, not for them, but unto the Lord? See, that's why you ain't moved into a new place because you keep using old routines, believing to move into a new place. And it was when I said, you know what, I'm going to be on time. It was when I start saying, you know what, I'm going to solve problems. It was when I said, I'm going to keep an awesome attitude. Check this out. I broke the old routines that was keeping me into the new promotion, the new transition. You can't take old routines into new transition. All right, everyone say, everyone say, uh, 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 transition. Number four, you have to walk with accuracy. You do not have the stability of the previous season, so every step need to be calculated. Here it is. This is what I mean by calculated. Calculated with faith, prayer, and counsel. Not, not, not a logical, intellectual. Uh, a calculation, a spiritual calculation. See, the world calculates things by the rewards. Spiritual people calculate things by our relationship with Jesus. And check this out. If we get Jesus, we get the spoils. But some of us can go after the spoils and lose Jesus. So when you calculate and walk with accuracy, you are calculating is it requiring faith? You are calculating, God, is this you? I don't know if it's you, so let me just move it in neutral. I'm not going to move too fast. I'm not going to move too slow. I'm going to just kick this in neutral gear. And you know as God, after you put it in neutral, it just won't leave you alone. It's just, it's hitting you. It speaks to you. When you wake up, you feel it. When you, when you go to bed, you sense it. That means it's time to transition, shift gears. Tell your neighbor it's time to shift gears. And then you got to, check this out, you got to bring your mentors and your pastors alongside it. I have marriage mentors. I have financial mentors. I have mentors that showed me how to parent better. I have counsel. But here's where we go wrong. We're so afraid that people will see a version of us that we don't want to show, so we stay prideful and not ask for help. Oh, I feel like it's on this side. <laughs> It's somebody over here. <laughs> Don't allow you not looking for counsel. Oh, man, I, I get it all the time in our young adult ministry. Our, our, our ministry is, we, we, we talk about relationships a lot. And, 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 and you know, it, it'd be someone in my ministry and, and they would pursue someone that they shouldn't pursue. They may not be saved. Right, right there, if they're not saved, that, that's already a disqualifier. But he's good. But she's a good person. Check this out. Good is not God. God is good. 
When you got God, then you are good. I tell my sister, I tell the ladies in our ministry, if that man does not know how to worship, if that man does not have a cultivated relationship with the Holy Spirit, when temptation hits him, what is he using to overcome temptation? Because I'm married and I still get tempted. I'm married and I still got to fight lust. But what I got is worship. What I got is the Holy Spirit. What I got is prayer. What do they have? Willpower? Willpower ain't going to work because the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.22, run from you for lust. In every encounter with the devil, the Bible says fight. But when it comes to lust, Jesus, or the word says run. Moses ran, oh not Moses, Samson ran to the lust, lost his eyes, lost his ministry, and lost his life. Joseph ran from the lust and gained second in command over an empire. You can't run to things that God told you to run from. And you shouldn't run from things that God told you to run to. Oh, man, we got it backwards. We're running from things we need to run to, and we're running to, do, to things that we need to run from. Amen? Walk with accuracy. Number five, pick your battles carefully. Tell your neighbor, pick your battles carefully. Satan is going to bring false battles to siphon your strength so you don't have strength for the real battle. You got to hear me on this one. You know how many false battles I fought and, and, and it was only to siphon the strength from the real battle? We, 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 should, we, we, we should be killing bears and lions before we go after Goliath. We should be fighting battles that God tells us to fight and not fight battles that we think we need to fight. And the greatest battle that you can fight is to stay in love. Love. Walking in unconditional love. That's an ongoing fight, amen? Danny Silk said, keep your love on. I was like, man, I, this is kind of hard sometimes. <laughs> but I keep it on. Check this out. If you turn it off, guess what? All I got to do is just stop in the moment and say, God, I repent. I decide to turn my love back on. It's that simple. Stop being shamed for a long time over something that you could just change in one simple moment. It's like God sent Jesus to get what we deserve so we can get what Jesus deserves. So in the shame, I don't have to accept it because Jesus already paid for it. We should not allow Satan to make us pay for something that was already paid for once. Does that, does that make sense? The blood paid for the shame to be removed. The blood of Jesus paid for guilt to be removed. So why do we sit there and allow shame and guilt to stay on us? And God, one thing that I had to get over is not feeling guilty about not feeling guilty. I don't feel guilty about not feeling guilty. The moment I repent and, and I say, God, forgive me, and I have fruits of repentance, if you still want to trip, peace. I, I, I moved on. Because you don't have a heaven or hell to put me in. And if Jesus forgave me, who are you to not forgive me? That's between you and the Lord then. Amen? Now, we don't need to use that as a crutch to be rude. We don't need to use that as a crutch to be insensitive. But nevertheless, I'm not going to use the lack of somebody forgiving me. I'm not going to use the lack of someone wanting to hold me bondage to, to, to stop me from stepping into my freedom. I'm not... Feeling guilty about not feeling guilty. Do you feel guilty about that? I did, and I repented. <laughs> That's why I repented. That's why I repented. So I don't have to feel guilty about it because I know the power in the blood of Jesus. My, I mean, if, if you saw my life, B.C., before Christ, you wouldn't even think I'd be up here preaching. An ex-inmate, an ex-a lot of things, 
<laughs> I'm not going to go down the list because I might miss yours. <laughs> but, but I decided to forgive myself because I trust in what Jesus purchased for me. I refuse to let Satan make me pay for something twice. Who goes to a grocery store? Who goes to a, a clothing store and pays for the same outfit twice? Once you pay for it, it's yours. The blood of Jesus is paid for it. Freedom belongs to you. The blood, the Bible is the receipt that, you, that Jesus paid for whatever it is you need. Pick your battles carefully, okay? Pick them carefully. Number six, go with me to 1 Kings 19. And let me get the praise and worship team up here, please. 1 Kings 19. I mentioned it earlier that in Mark 10, 17 through 22, the rich ruler encountered relationship with Jesus. He's in a conversation. And he begins to go off his checklist of all the things that he has. Oh, yeah, I tithe. I give to the poor. I do all of these things. But Jesus says, you lack one thing. Go sell your possessions and follow me. Check this out. Tra everyone say transition. Transition spoke to him. Transition was speaking to him. Jesus is the author and finisher of transition. We go from faith to faith. It, it, when he speaks, it's time to transition. Amen? The reason why Peter can walk on water because God spoke it. So the stability of him walking on something that was unwalkable on was the fact that Jesus said it. He can walk on water because the stability of Jesus' word, all of creation obeys it, obeys it in Jesus' name. That's so good to me. The stability of God's word causes a, a, a supernatural suspension of laws that requires water to not let us walk on. That was suspended to the degree that Peter was able to walk on water. But it was his faith. It was his lack of faith that didn't allow him to step into the miraculous because it was too ridiculous. How many of us are factoring what is ridiculous when God is saying, that is the process to my miraculous? We are in a time as the body of Christ where I'm all for apologetics. We do that. I'm for it. But some people will not be won over to the Lord through intellectualism. Some people will only be won over to the Lord by the power of God, by the confirming of the word with miracle signs and wonders. And if you can't trust when the Lord tells you to move, if you can't trust God in transition, how are you going to believe for uh, laying hands on the sick? How are you going to believe for miracles? It starts with you. 1 King 19, it says, so he departed from there. Check this out. There is a transition taking place. Everyone say transition. Elijah and Elisha. Elijah had been a prophet for God for years. And the Lord says, it's time for the mantle to shift. Elijah, God told him, you know, find someone, which was Elisha, and, 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 and it's now time for you to mentor them. And, and I feel like young adults, it's time to shift because the older generation, or my pastor says, call us the season because we're not old. The seasoned generation needs young adults because our presentation to the world is looking secondary. The world gets excellence. The world gets all of these different things. And when new body parts, new age groups don't come into the body of Christ, we stay in an old way of presenting Jesus. The truth doesn't change, but the presentation needs to change. 
The presentation needs to change. And as young adults, guess what? We are the presentation. We are the sweet aroma of Christ. Mantles are being placed upon some of you guys. Mantles are being shifted upon you. But will you transition and step from something that you're unfamiliar with and step into, excuse me, step into something that you're familiar with to step into something that you're unfamiliar with? Will you transition? The kingdom of God is not of talk. It's a power, the ability to get results, the ability to influence my circumstance, my situation, the ability to overcome principalities, demons, and satanic forces that are prohibiting Jesus from being glorified. But to get to that place from glory to blood, <laughs> you, you can tell I'm a little white, I was off beat. I'm just messing with y'all. So he departed from there and found Elijah, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing. I'm going to give you guys the last and final thing you need to do or know. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him, and he was with the 12. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him, which represents the anointing of God was being placed on this new prophet. There is an anointing that is in transitioning. You don't get more anointing because you prayed. You get more anointing because you surrender to the transition that comes upon you. Anointing don't come from prayer. Anointing comes from surrender. You can, you can pray all you want, but if you don't surrender and, and, and allow the Lord to, to bestow his anointing upon you because you trusted him, then you will just have knowledge. I need anointing. I need anointing for my marriage. I need anointing for my ministry. I need anointing for my city. I cannot be another person that's good with head knowledge, but don't experience God for myself. We got to get to that place. I know it's scary. I know transition is so uncomfortable, but can you do it for Jesus? Are you going to be like the rich ruler who had an opportunity to follow Jesus? Jesus is the reward. When we think the rewards are greater than Jesus, then the rewards is our downfall. By him threw his mantle on him, and he left oxen and ran after Elijah and said, please let me kiss my father. Oh, here comes the excuses. Let me kiss my dad real quick. Let, let me get my finances in order. Let, let, let me, you know, let me get myself together, together. Guess what? You don't take a shower to take a shower, you, 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 you take a shower because you're dirty, amen? Like, so when you come to Jesus, you don't, you don't have to have it together to come to Jesus. You go to Jesus because he is the shower. I, I don't take a bath before I take a shower. I don't say, let me clean this dirt off me so that I can get cleaned. No, I come to the reservoir of life. I come to the rivers of living water, and I say, God, you are the one that's going to clean me. You are the one that's going to make me whole. I can't make myself whole. So Elijah turned back. Please let me kiss my father and mother. Then I will follow you. Then I will transition after I make my accommodations. Check this out. Transition never comes in convenience. Transition comes in inconvenient times. Your life is hid in Christ. So therefore, we are not debtors to the flesh. We're not debtors to what's familiar and comfortable. We owe Christ and our life is hidden in him. I'm closing, I'm closing. 
So Elijah turned back from him. Excuse me. Elijah said, go back again for what have I done to you? So Elijah was like, look, man, it's between you and God. If you don't want to transition, it has nothing to do with me. It's between you and God. And then it says right here. So Elijah turned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment, using the oxen's equipment, I'm going to give some revelation, and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. Check this out. Elijah got rid of his wiggle room just in case following God didn't work. Sometimes we keep average. Sometimes we keep what's mediocre. Sometimes we keep what is good just in case God doesn't work out. But here it is. The sixth thing we need to do is get rid of our wiggle room. Get rid of the room of what if this transition don't work out, I got something to fall back on. When it's Jesus speaking and you know the voice of God and you calculate it through prayer, faith, and counsel, you don't need a plan B. You just need a plan G. O. D. Hey. <laughs> so I want you guys to stand to your feet. Oh, I thought I had one arm. <laughs> one arm strength on that one. And I want to pray. I want to pray that if you're in transition, I feel like the Lord has given me this message for you. And you need to be infused with courage. You need to not get weary in what the Lord wants to do into your life. God needs you. Transition is upon us. Rather, check this out, whether you want to transition or not, life will go on. Life will go on. If you decide not to transition, the Lord will find someone else who will be obedient in something you chose not to do. That's not legalism, that's just facts. If I don't decide to lead my family right, and I, I get foolish in my decision-making, and I don't transition to be a better husband every day, guess what? I run the risk of losing something God has given me. Now, it's not God that takes. It's the enemy who we give place to take it. Jesus comes to give life. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So everything that God has for you and wants for you, he doesn't want it to be gone. He, he, he wants to secure it. So I'm praying for anyone in here that has been stuck in the illusion of pre-transition, who's been stuck in this place that God is telling you to come out of, I want to pray for you. And if that's you, I just want you to come up and worship for me, please. Can we, can we move this? Help me out. There we go. He made me feel bad. He did it super easy. So I just want to take this few minutes to pray for anyone in transition. I believe Epic Life is in transition. I believe Capital Christian Center is in transition. I believe the Church of Sacramento is in transition. I believe we are all in transition. And when God speaks, we don't want to be stuck in the illusion of what we think is stability when it's not stability. Just come on up, come on up, leave place for people. That's the song right there. And I just want you to lift your hands up. And in just a second, we're going to connect and we're going to pray. But I just want you to give it to God. I want you to begin to say, Lord, help me to not be desensitized. I want you to have a hunger for God. I, I want the Lord to fill you up with a fresh anointing. Ask him to speak to you again.
Begin to say, God, forgive me for not acting on that last word you gave me and asking for a new word. I believe as you worship the Lord, he's going to begin to show you things that you need to transition into and things you need to transition out of. So let's just lean into this for a few minutes. We started late. That's why I'm kind of late. <laughs> Come on, just lift up your voices. Father, help us in the name of Jesus. We don't ever want to be the same, Lord. God, it's time for us to go from glory to glory. Place your anointing upon us, Lord. We want to be destiny people. We don't want to be in a stagnant season again in our lives. Come on, just wrap your faith and understanding around those words. Let's bring it up a little bit. There we go. We go, we go from glory to glory to glory. We go, we go from glory to glory to glory. Come on, begin to speak to him. Worship your way in transition. We'll never be, we'll never be the same. We'll never be the same. We go. Just a few more moments. Glory to glory to glory. And we go from glory to glory to glory. We go, we go from glory to glory to glory. We'll never be, we'll never be the same. 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 Now connect with someone real quick. Connect. You can sing softly. Grab somebody. Father, in the name of Jesus, you said that you watch over your word to perform it. And God, we're asking right now that you would take us from glory to glory. God, I pray that you would break every lie every illusion of what we thought the last season offered us. God, I pray that you would infuse epic life. Every young adult in here with courage, with faith. God, I pray that you would help them to, to rechange their core. I pray that they will discover what next alignment is, next season alignment, Father. I pray that every epic lifer will walk with accuracy, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would just flood them with a tsunami of hope. Lord, that they would know that their stability comes from Jesus, Lord. Although they are outward man perish, they're being renewed inwardly day by day in the name of Jesus. Hedge of protection over their life as they begin to make new choices, new decisions, identify new friends, new opportunities. As they begin to get their lives in order, Lord, I pray, Father, that you will sustain them. Your word will sustain them. Your love will sustain them. Bless them right now in the name of Jesus. We break every lie, every seduction to the previous season. We break every deceptive spirit in the name of Jesus. Flood them with illumination of truth. Allow them to be relationship-driven and not reward-driven. Father, we thank you that although they will encounter trials and tribulations, they can be of good cheer because you have overcame it all. And we just speak that over them right now. I declare them people of transition. I declare and decree that they go from glory to glory in Jesus' name. And if you believe that, 
I just want you to give the Lord a round of applause, some praise right now. Hallelujah. And Father, we just thank you for the word that went forth. We thank you for the service. We thank you for the testimonies. We thank you for the faith that's been infused in here. We thank you for everyone that had ears to hear. We pray that the word will produce 30, 60, and 100 fold return. As they leave this place, but not your presence, stay with them. Because we believe wherever their feet are walking, the kingdom of God is at hand. So bless them, speak to them, lead them, and guide them. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.